Hello and welcome to FinShots Daily. On today's episode, we are reviewing Tata Motors. Tata Motors just came out with its quarterly numbers for the new financial year and boy was it disappointing. The revenue was down 25% compared to the last quarter and the company posted a loss of 4400 crores. And while most people would agree that this is no reason to celebrate, analysts still believe that the company might hold potential. But why? Well, that's what we want to discuss in this week's Finshot Market. Let's start with the domestic passenger vehicle segment. There was a time not too long ago when many people believed this was going to be Tata's crown jewel. However, Tata Motors has struggled to gain a foothold in the passenger vehicle market. And in 2017, the chairman N Chandrasekharan even admitted they were losing money on every car sold in India. Having said that, however, things have been looking up for this division. Tata Nexon is a certified hit. Tiago is no slouch. Harrier holds potential, and the recent spat of vehicle launches has breathed a new life into this division. From around 3 to 4% in 2016, Tata Motors' market share in the PV segment has doubled to 9%, making it the country's third largest car maker today. Not too bad, huh? In fact, the commercial vehicle CV segment has also seen some resurgence. Sure, COVID sucked the life out of the company for the first few months of the year, but since then there has been credible improvement on all fronts. Here's an excerpt from the chairman talking about this segment. Open quotes. Commercial vehicle sales mirror economic growth and the reduction in overall economic activities resulted in commercial volumes dropping by 23.4% this year. Amidst the tough demand scenario, Tata Motors CV business posted a sequential quarter on quarter growth on the back of improved customer sentiment, buoyance in e-commerce, firming freight rates and higher infrastructure demands. End quote. And as the country begins opening up once again, commercial vehicle sales should start picking up rather quickly. In fact, by June 2021, commercial vehicle registrations had already increased close to 230% compared to the same month last year. And guess who was leading the pact? Tata Motors. And then there is JLR, Jaguar Land Rover, the company's UK-based subsidiary that brings in over 80% of the company's revenue. Back in 2008 when they acquired JLR for a whopping 10000 crores it was one of the biggest and the most ambitious acquisitions ever JLR was on the verge of bankruptcy but with Tata support JLR scripted a rather impressive turnaround from a consolidated loss of 2500 crores in the financial year of 2009 to profits of over 14000 crores in the financial year of 2015 Tata Motors profits rose rather exponentially thanks primarily to JLR. But then things took a turn for the worse. The Brexit saga introduced uncertainties in the equation. Strict emission norms forced the company to make sweeping changes and quality control became a massive problem. Consider for instance China. 
For a population that craved expensive luxury vehicles, JLR was a godsend in many ways. And in 2014, the company started local production through a joint venture with Cherry Automobiles. The idea was to modify the car slightly to pander to the local taste while simultaneously avoiding the 25% tariff on imported vehicles. The move did wonders. China sales surged from 100,000 in 2015 to 150,000 in 2017. But with increasing volumes, customer complaints became more frequent. Product quality was a constant source of concern. There were defects with components ranging from engines to instrument panels and airbags. The company had to recall 106,000 vehicles from China. And eventually, the car maker lost its sheen while once china contributed almost a third of jlr's sales today its contribution has reduced to just 14% in the financial year of 2020 and all of this culminated in wasteful investments that failed to translate into meaningful opportunities in 2018 jlr wrote off 27000 crore rupees in assets that's the company telling you their asset hold no real value and ought to be written off as a loss meanwhile the company's debt burden has been spiraling out of control from 33000 crores in the financial year of 2011 to 1.4 lakh crores in the financial year of 2021 which is kind of the problematic bit here despite the fact that domestic business is doing all right jlr is still a massive drag on the company in fact as the pandemic made landfall Tata Motors revenue fell by as much as 52% thanks to JLR. In the first quarter of financial year 2021, they made losses to the tunes of 600,000 crores and JLR had to act quickly. They adopted cost-cutting measures and laid off employees. And while it was in fact an ugly sight at first, the company did start pruning losses. By September, they had already contained the leakage. By December they were already posting a surprise profit and considering China had begin opening up there was a massive demand for luxury vehicles like JLR don't believe us just look at the order books 110000 units the highest ever recorded in their history the only problem is that they haven't been able to meet customer demands owing to the semiconductor shortage So the question is why are analysts still optimistic about the company's prospects despite the dismal numbers last quarter perhaps this story gives you some sense of the potential upside that could accrue to the likes of Tata Motors having said that however the massive debt and the current financial numbers aren't exactly to die for so if you are taking a pessimistic view here we wouldn't fault you either Ultimately you have to make your own narrative. Thank you for listening to today's episode and if you want to share your feedback or suggestions do drop us an email to hi@ratefinshots.in until next time.